Thank you for tuning in to a Centerpoint Church message. Our mission is to help you take the next step in your relationship with God. We hope this message achieves that and inspires you to both grow in your faith and live it out today. Enjoy. Welcome to Centerpoint Church. My name is Aaron. I'm the pastor here. If you didn't know, uh, we now have a 9 and 10 30 service. You maybe just showed up late for the 9 o'clock. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but anyways, we now, now forever have a 9 and 10.30, actually not forever, but we now have a 9 and 10.30 a.m. service every Sunday. Uh, both are a one-hour service with a mission to help you take the next step in your relationship with God. We do hear what every good Christian church should do, which is help you connect with God in a worshipful way and then help you grow in your relationship with Him. Our styles just may be a little different than what you're used to or different from, than other churches but we still take God very seriously. We look to the Bible for direction, and we want to encourage you weekly in your walk with Him. This week, we're continuing a series that we've been calling Healing. Healing and recovery from things that almost all of us have experienced at some point, yet struggle to actually handle or have a clear way of how to get through on. Uh, things like failure, things like loss, shame, uh, things like unhappiness or sadness, things like fear. How do you actually heal from those things? How have you healed from those in the past? How does God want you to heal from those things? That's what we've been analyzing in this series by looking to the Bible and then also looking to a professional Christian counselor and seeing where the two things intersect. All right, so this week we're talking about healing from unhappiness. Being unhappy, depressed, sad, without joy, Unhappiness, it's a real thing. Uh, did you know in 2019, 33% of people said that they were very happy, which means two-thirds of us are not, are not. Now, that was in 2019. Now in 2021, this came up. Americans are the unhappiest they've been in 50 years, poll finds. Just 14% of U.S. adults say they're very happy. That's crazy. Unhappiness is a real thing we struggle with at times, and it happens from what I hear from all of y'all on Mondays especially, right? Monday mornings. For me, it honestly was uh, this past Monday, but also Tuesday and Wednesday for me too. I was real crabby. I was real tired, unhappy, and I don't even really know why. I actually, I vented the, about this in the church email, so sorry if you got to hear about that again, um, but I still haven't really shaken it. I really haven't gotten rid of it. And I wanted this to see, have you been there before? Have you been there before? Feeling unhappy or crabby and not really sure why and just not sure how to shake it. For me, uh, in this week, it could have been the weather, um, the shorter days, right? Like just anybody else like feeling like a little crabby about that? Like the days are shorter, right? It's getting darker quick. It could be exhaustion from work. And I also do like a side hustle of teaching karate just so that we have extra spending money. Uh, it could be the fact that my wife and I, we chose to have a, a, a family and I'm chasing around a one and a half year old every day. Uh, that's, that's tiring and makes me kind of crabby sometimes. It could be the fact that I'm taking care of our multi-room home and keeping our large kitchen clean. It could be the fact that there's a gazillion toys out all the time at our house, right? And even like just stuff that like you just necessarily have to have like shoes, but we have like 50 pairs of shoes that are out every single day. Like I have one pair, who has the 49 in my house? <laughs> maybe, maybe my wife. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I don't know where they even come from. Uh, it could be the grind and the tedious work for bills, for our cars or our internet or TV or stuff. It could be the thing I wanted to buy is no longer on sale and I'm angry about it. It could be that I'm just straight up crabby. Uh, I don't know if this is like TMI for you, but like 
normally when I'm crabby, I want to just introvert and be to myself. Anybody there with me on that? Like, you just want be to yourself. Be away when you're crabby. Yeah, that was me. And uh, what happened is, uh, that was my plan Monday night, and then my wife is like, are we good? Are we good, you and me? And I'm like... I thought I'm an articulate person. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're totally fine, babe. I'm just tired. I just want to, like, some time to myself. And then my wife's like, oh, okay. Good night, I guess. And now I'm like, ah, oh. now my unhappiness is onto her, which makes me more unhappy. And, oh, it's just the cycle, right? It's just messy. Well, to heal from unhappiness like this, the last thing I want to hear is a cliche Christian saying, well, you just need Jesus. Or you need more Jesus. He'll bring you permanent joy and happiness. Because when I hear this or think this, I tend to do eye rolls in that moment. And I'm pretty sure, because like what I'm thinking is, I'm pretty sure my unhappiness is pretty real. And I'm not like any less of a follower of Jesus in that moment. And not only for me, like when I look around and see other, other people in the world, I see so many devoted Christians experiencing this and are still unhappy. To be 100% real with you, you probably don't like hearing this from a pastor, but some of the things everyone says won't bring you happiness or help you with happiness, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it does. Because in my mind, money, pleasure, experiences, stuff, good food, good drink, they're pretty great. I can relate with this guy. Check it out. I know everybody says money can't buy happiness, but it can buy me a boat. It can buy me a truck to pull it. It can buy me a Yeti 110 ice down with some silver bullets. Yeah, and I know what they say. Money can't buy everything. Well, maybe so. But it can buy me a boat. I can relate with this guy. Like, I want those things. Minus the silver bullets. I'll take an IPA instead. Um, but with those... I'd be so happy, right? At least in my mind, and at least for a little bit, right? But how often do I finally get what, what I want or what we want? The boat, the person, the bigger house, the family, the money, the extra spending, the job, the thing, the experience, the time, yet find us still going through moments of unhappiness even shortly after. Often, right? So often. So is doing more or getting what we desire or more really the answer for happiness? Is more money, more time, more stuff really going to make us happier? But then on the flip side, on the flip side, is avoiding happiness and stuff or earthly things or pleasures and, and comfort really wrong as a follower of Jesus? If you're a Christian person, some of y'all might be like, yup, gotta be without got to be without, like, always sacrificing, in pain, ashamed, struggle all the time, unhappy. That's what a Christian should be. But really? Is that really what God or why God created us? Sure, moments of unhappiness, they're normal, right? And sometimes necessary for us to go through. But a life full of consistent unhappiness, is that really what God intended for us with life? Uh, I like to think of the garden or Genesis, like the beginning when humans were first kind of created or when we first see it. You see some of these things that God says. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to care for it. And the Lord commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. That sounds amazing. Eat whatever you want. Do whatever you want in the world. Like, that sounds awesome. He says, he brought them to the man to see these animals or the creatures, what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. He's got a job. 
He's got purpose. He gets to do stuff. And then Adam and his wife were both naked. That sounds awesome. And they felt no shame. I had to throw that last one in there. But I wanted to show you, like, there's this tension between, like, happiness, right? Like, as Christians or someone that's a follower of God, like, I want those happy things. That sounds awesome. But then there's this tension of, like, ah, uh, we got to sacrifice, right? Well, today, that's what we're going to look at. Because I think we all wrestle with unhappiness at times. And the tension of trying to find healing from it in a godly way or a worldly way. Which way is it? Two forewarnings before we dive into kind of like the message or the meat of the, the sermon. Uh, first, I, wanna, I never want to minimize the fact that help from a professional counselor is essential for some people, right? For some of us, it's, it's essential. Uh, if you struggle with depression or long seasons of unhappiness, know that maybe one of the ways God wants you to heal today is knowing that maybe you should check out a counselor. Maybe you should go see a counselor because they can ultimately really help you. Uh, we want to partner with you in that as, as a church. So if that's you, talk with me after. I can get you set up with someone. It could be amazing and super helpful for you. But secondly, I want to also be very clear from stage. I want you to hear me right from stage saying this. Following Jesus or believing in God does not instantly make you happy. It doesn't guarantee happiness. It's not what makes you rich. It doesn't get you everything you want, or it doesn't make everything amazing. Blessings of those things can come from following Jesus, but they aren't promised to us, and there's also sacrifice at times that we must choose that makes us unhappy, but it makes us holier. This is the other word we're going to wrestle with today. Uh, we're going to wrestle with holiness and happiness. Well, I want to look at these two concepts and just see kind of what they mean. So here we, have, we have happiness here, or what happy. What does happy mean? It's feeling or, or showing pleasure or contentment, uh, having a sense of confidence or satisfaction, willing to do something. Like, it's, you're just feeling good, right? That's happy. When I think of happy, I think of this song, right? Because I'm happy. Like, you just want to dance, right? All right, so that's happy, happiness. And then you have holy or holiness. A holy is dedicated or consecrated to God or religious purpose, sacred, devoted to the service of God, morally and spiritually excellent, right? Like great things. And like the songs that I think of, like when I think of holy is maybe you've heard this song before. Holy, holy, holy. Like it's a bit calmer, right? It's a bit more serious, reflective. Well, of the two... Which one do you think God's ultimate desire for us is? I think 99% of us would say holiness, right? We would say holiness. I mean, if you take kind of a topical look at the Bible, meaning looking at different verses throughout the Bible, uh, you can kind of see this, right? Let's just look once. Uh, Leviticus 19.2, speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy, for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. First Peter 1, verses 15 and 16, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. Uh, Leviticus 27, it says, Consecrate yourself and be holy because I am the Lord your God. Exodus 19.6, You will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Saying, be holy, right? Be holy. It's all over. Followers of Jesus and of God are to be holy. But if I was to generalize and expound on some of the biblical themes throughout the entire Bible, instead of just plucking out verses or looking at verses, do you know what the most repeated command in the Bible generally is? Be happy. Be happy. God tells us more than anything else in different ways, like 
praise, rejoice, don't be afraid, give thanks, all which are commands essentially to be happy. The most commanded things by God, it's not any prohibitions, it's not any warnings about sex or money or politics or power, the things we naturally think about when it comes to restrictions or commands from God. It's essentially be joyful. Be joyful. Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. It's all over. Are you hearing that? Are you seeing that? More than anything else, God commands you to be happy. God wants you to be truly, deeply happy, not just in heaven someday, not when circumstances take a turn for the better, not when the sorrow or the darkness finally lifts, not just on Sundays. God wants you to taste real joy today, now. He wants you to be happy now. Apparently, I think God and Bob Marley have more in common than you thought. But of the two, though, holiness and happiness, what is more important? Which one's more important, happiness or holiness? Well, it's both. It's both. What I'm proposing today is what if holiness is what secures our happiness? What if, what if holiness is what secures your happiness? Charles Spurgeon, he's a longtime Bible preacher for a long time. He says this, holiness is the royal road to happiness. The death of sin is the life of joy. Well, looking at scripture, it gives us a clear way to, and the, actually the only way to become holy with God. It's, in, it's a very famous verse, but there's a few other verses that go along with it that we're going to look at. It's John 3, 16. It says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There's no judgment, as in holy, against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. It's good news, right? It's good, happy news that those who believe in Jesus and in his ways are forgiven for their mistakes. They'll live forever. It's the gospel. Like if you've been in the church, you've heard that. It's the gospel, which basically just means good news. The gospel, it's a story of good news to the fact that anyone can have holiness. But by your belief in following of that, of you actually believing in the things Jesus stood for, like the fact that you need forgiveness from God, or you need life direction from God, or that you want your life to align with God, if you actually believe that's true in your head and your heart, there's decisions and consequences to how you live your life after believing that, right? Just think for some examples here once. How many of you brush your teeth? All right, more of you need to, all right? Y'all got some coffee breath going on. You need to start brushing your teeth more often. But for real, most of us, we brush our teeth, right? Uh, hopefully twice a day. Uh, but we need to brush our teeth because we believe it helps prevent cavities, right? We believe that. So think about this one. If you believe cavities come without brushing teeth, so in your belief, you then brush your teeth, right? You brush your teeth, there's action to it. Or how about this one? If you really believe we're gonna get six inches of snow sometime this month, you pull out your snowblower, right? You get it ready, You're, you get it ready to go. Or if you believe eating only donuts, if you believe that's unhealthy, you then eat other things, right? You eat other things, you don't just eat donuts because you think that's unhealthy. If you believe Jesus's way of living is the way of life, you then try to follow it with your life. 
Sure, you're going to mess up here or there, just as you would with eating too many donuts at times or forgetting to brush your teeth or pulling out your snowblower too late. But actions, decisions, and changes, it's the natural response to accepting the good news. We are to live like Jesus. So the correct way to be holy is to accept Jesus, to see God as he is and become like him in our lives. Then, then when we accept and do that, the more like him we become in our sanctification, which is just a big church word that, that means we are in the process of our aligning our life with God, honestly, the happier we become. God wants us to experience happiness. Don't get me wrong. God is absolutely unapologetic about sin. He's anti-sin, but he is in no sense anti-happiness. Happiness brought to us that is done by a sinful nature or measures would be unholy. But you fulfilling and living a life that is more aligned with God, a desire you are achieving, can bring you happiness. Even when you get uh, something you would never think would bring you happiness, it does as you're following God. Things like sacrificing for God. All of a sudden, you are a little happy about the fact that you sacrifice for God. There's, there's fulfillment in that. Fasting, serving, praying in silence, things you've never thought would be like satisfying or bring you happiness can bring you happiness. Giving. All those things can bring you joy and happiness. And then you can also experience all the blessings, the good foods, the creations, the stuff of this world, the nakedness of your spouse. It's awesome. <laughs> God wants you holy, but he also wants you happy. And that's a wrestling match that you have to enter into as a follower of God. I want to do a little challenge, and I want to see if you can do it with me. Um, I want you to decide in your head whether you think this picture uh, of this person or this picture of this thing, if this person is in pursuit of happiness or in pursuit of holiness. Let's check it out. So here, here's the first one. Is she in pursuit of happiness or holiness? How about this one? Ooh, I think that's in Greece. Oh, it's like a cool spot to vacation. Going there, would that be happiness or holiness? How about this one? Winning the lottery, 49 million. Happiness or holiness? How about this one? Kanye West, happiness or holiness? Which one is he in pursuit of? Shooting a big elk. Happiness or holiness? They're all happy, right? But are they all holy? Are they all holy? Which ones are holy and which ones are not? Can you label them? I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm just a human. I'm not a judge. I'm not God. I'm not, a, I'm not God for others or a judge for others because it's a personal wrestling match for us. It's a personal wrestling match. There are some things in there that would maybe be wrong for me to do, but who am I to say if it's wrong for someone else or for them to do? I have my own personal wrestling matches with God of trying to live God's commands to be holy, but also to live out his command to rejoice and be happy in his creation. How about you? How about you? Have you entered into the wrestling match uh, about the things that are making you happy or unhappy and asked, is it holy? Have you entered in and asked, am I filling the command to rejoice in the blessings and opportunities or things I've encountered? Well, now that you know the tension between happiness and holiness, as we spend the rest of our time together today, I want to give you some things that you can use to actually fight unhappiness, to heal from it. I want to give you the three questions that you can ask yourself to help you wrestle with the two and to help you with being happier, to heal from Mondays, to heal from the droughts of seasons of unhappiness, 
So the first one is this. So if you're unhappy and have chosen to find your own holiness in God, one thing to check is this. Ask the question, am I living holy? Am I living holy? I mentioned I've been crabby lately. Uh, when I asked this question to myself, am I living holy? I realized I'm absolutely not. I'm absolutely not. I skipped my prayer time. Uh, I didn't read any scripture like those couple days. I overworked and didn't take a Sabbath like for that whole week. Uh, I was kind of mad at myself because I saw someone that needed gas and I like wanted to give money and then I was like, ah, I'm not going to do it. Nah, I'm good. And I also drank like zero water for those couple days. I drank like three pots of coffee. But do you know why I'm unhappy then? Right? Like, it's pretty obvious. Like, I'm not doing the things that I should be doing. I'm not living holy. How about you? Are you doing the things God commands you to do daily, weekly? Again, our holiness is found in our acceptance of Jesus' forgiveness. Not through action, but are you living holy? My salvation, it's not tied to holy living, but my holy living, it's tied to my happiness as a God follower. Did you hear that? My salvation is not tied to my holy living, but my holy living is tied to my happiness as a God follower. And action always follows belief. God says things. He says we should do things for holy living. He says things like this. Uh, love others. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. Spend time in his word. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Pray. Do not be anxious about anything, but be in prayer about everything. Give. And I have, a, a, at the end of this one, it says, it is more blessed to give than receive. That's Acts 20, 35. Serve, for you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. God says to do these things. These are just some of them. There's, there's more for holy living. For all these things, Scripture alludes to saying, blessed are you when you do these things. The word blessed, it's all over Scripture used by Jesus. He says things like, blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who serve. Jesus is saying, you'll be blessed if you get down and low and do these things. He's saying, the world is, is wrong in how to be blessed. And your own worldly nature thinks happiness only comes from being served, but Jesus says the opposite here. If you're like me, you're probably like, eh, really though? Really? Like, being served, getting cared for by someone else, it sounds pretty amazing. I don't know, Jesus, if you've ever been to an all-inclusive resort, it's pretty great. I don't know, Jesus, if you've ever been to a spa, it's pretty amazing. Life is good there. Honestly, nobody has to be persuaded of that, right? It's, it feels good to, to stay on the couch and be served. But joy doesn't come that way. Just brief, fleeting, physical comforts come in that way. You don't sleep better having sat on the couch as someone slaved away or served you like a slave. The world believes and feels deeply, we all do in our fleshly nature, that it is pleasant to be served. Really pleasant, right? But it's not blessed. It's not blessed. It's not joyful. It's not deeply sweet. It's not satisfying. What Jesus is telling us is it's more blessed to give than receive. Happiness comes from serving. Happiness comes from holy living. Again, are you living holy in one of these areas? Are you maybe living unholy in one of these areas that needs to be changed? Maybe you feel prompted to, to make a holy living change. Maybe you, maybe you realize, like, I, I got to start serving. Or I got to start, start giving. Or I got to start time in prayer. Or I got to start time in scripture. 
Let's talk. I want to help you with that. Whatever one it is, let's, let's talk. But are you living holy? Because it's going to get you more aligned with God, God's nature. It might make you uncomfortable at times. It might feel like a loss at first or unhappiness at first. But the more aligned you are with God, the happier you are going to be about it. So live holy to fight unhappiness. The second question you can ask yourself uh, when you're unhappy is this. Am I choosing to be joyful? Am I choosing to be joyful? Recently, I caught myself being crabby, uh, like every morning this fall, not just this week, uh, until I have my coffee, right? Until I have my coffee. But uh, I'm not a morning person normally, so don't talk to me in the morning. I'm just tired. But the last few weeks, what's been happening is my wife, she's a teacher, so she wakes up before me, and we have a one-and-a-half-year-old. Her name's Eliza. She's amazing. And I get woken up by my daughter and my wife every single morning, all right? Every single morning, specifically with the B word. All right, what happens, is, and it's not the B word you're maybe thinking, uh, it's literally B, B. And what happens is my daughter comes over, I'm sleeping in bed, and she shoves a plastic baby in my face and says, B, B. And I'm, you know, like, ow. You know, like, <laughs> like I'm like, ah. And I look over to my alarm clock right away, and I'm like, it's not time yet. I still got 20 minutes. It's not time. I, I, I need to sleep. I still got 20 minutes. It's not time to get yet. Get out of bed yet. I'm crabby about it. But I've been trying to choose joy lately. I've been trying to choose joy. I heard this from another pastor, and uh, I've, I've been trying it myself. And uh, what I've been doing is I've been reciting Psalm 118 in my head every morning the second I wake up. Uh, the verse is this. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I've been saying that every morning personalize it and then I choose to see today as God's as good as joy-filled it's a conscious perspective switch that I'm choosing do you think I like singing waking up every morning with a bee in my face do you think do you think I like like going to work every day like just because I, I work at a church doesn't mean like writing a sermon is, is boring sometimes or writing emails or taking out garbage or cleaning up or whatever it is that I have to do you think I love my job all the time it's fun. I, I do love my job, but sometimes it's not fun. Sometimes it's not something that I, I want to go and do. I go through tough spells just like you. So I state this every day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I state it every day. And one aspect of this verse that's so powerful to me is when you, when you look at it, this is the day that the Lord has made. We or I will, will. It's an act of the will. You have to choose it. An act that you are deciding to do. Are you choosing happiness? Are you doing that? What does that look like for you? Is it seeing the fact that you have a cute daughter that wants to play with you right away in the morning or talk with you? Is it the fact that you have a job that you actually do really enjoy? Is it the fact that you can be used by God in some amazing ways? Those are mine, but what's yours? What's yours? To help you choose happiness. The last question you can ask yourself in unhappiness is, is do I have an attitude of gratitude? I have a little confession. Uh, I'm kind of a hoarder. I like to hoard things and hold on to things. Half of the things I mentioned in the beginning that I'm unhappy about are things that I wanted that are now making me unhappy, but I thought they would make me happy. Things like a bigger house. Now I got to clean this thing a bigger house. It's not that fun. New toys. Now I got more junk. I got to like find a place to put at times. Uh, more stuff, like it's just always stuff everywhere, clutter, cars, I got, you got to pay for it, TV subscriptions, now it's like, oh, we 
I gotta, gotta use it, right? I gotta pay for it. Children, a lot of work. A lot of times the reason I thought I needed these particular things is I would see someone else have it and then realize, oh, I'm kind of unhappy because I want that. And I know that's just wrong. I love my home. I'll be like, yes, I love my home. But then I see someone else and I'm like, ooh, maybe we need a newer house. Or I love my vehicle until I see someone else and I'm like, ooh, maybe I need a bigger truck. Or I love being with my cute, like, close-knit family. But then I, like, I see someone else about, they got a big family, they're all laughing, having fun, it's crazy. And I'm like, ooh, maybe we need that. Well, the quickest way to ruin a blessing or a moment of happiness that you're experiencing is to compare it to someone else's. The quickest way to ruin a blessing or a moment of happiness is to compare it to someone else's. I need to learn to admire, but not necessarily have to acquire. First Thessalonians 5, 16, it says this. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances. Choose to be thankful, choosing to be thankful of my situation. What do you need to do to give thanks to in your circumstance? Is it a financial thing? Is it a family thing? Is it a relationship thing? Is it a job thing? Is it an opportunity thing? Is it a material thing? As I wrap up today, what do you need to do to heal from your moments of unhappiness? Do you need to embrace the fact that God actually does want you to be happy? That might be the first time you've ever heard a pastor say that before, but it's a command from God. Be happy. Rejoice. Do you need to embrace the fact that, that God wants you to be holy? Maybe you are expecting happiness of this world to give you something that it's just not meant to do. Or you're trying to gain something in a way that, that is just not right or okay or holy with God. So you need to make sure that you're living holy. Wrestle. Or finally, do you need to check yourself in your unhappy moments by asking maybe one of those three questions? Am I living holy? Doing the things God wants? Serving, giving, reading, praying, loving, forgiving, whatever it is for you. Are you choosing happiness? Am I choosing happiness? Do you need to start the day by positively choosing happiness? Choose the positive. Rejoice in actually doing it, not complaining, reciting that verse. Or do you need to ask the question, do I have an attitude of gratitude? Am I thankful for what I do have? Do I need to admire but not feel I need to acquire? I'm going to pray right now that we, we can both live holy, but then also wrestle with the tension of having happiness and holiness. I'm also going to pray that we can heal from unhappiness. If you want help from God to help you heal from that and help be reminded of some of those things we talked about, you can pray with me right now and we'll ask for God's help in that. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, just, just some teaching on how you want us to be happy. You, you, you really do want us to be happy. And God, that's, that's amazing to hear that, that you want your creation to, to be joy-filled. God, we, we also know that you, you want us to be holy. You want us to be aligned with you. So help us wrestle with that tension so that we know how to be holy. But then also, God, help us figure out how we can find our, that happiness as well. God, uh, as we go through stretches of unhappiness, I just pray that you remind us on how that we can choose happiness by being thankful, by choosing to, to uh, make sure that we are happy, and then also, God, by making sure that we are living holy and aligned with you. So help us uh, go through with that this week and forevermore. Help us continue to discover the happiness as we live holy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.